Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Hello, and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels, live hospitality talk show. As you can see, we got a guest today, and this dude, man, uh, you, you know, people make jokes about, and this is not derogatory or anything like that, you know, about Jamaicans and how they have like 10, 12 jobs. Well, this dude right here, I just found out that he doing more than what I actually thought, so uh we're gonna man we're gonna bring some stuff out here in a minute and um we're gonna bring imani uh roberts out onto the mic in a couple of minutes but i just want to just quickly because i'm not gonna waste the time with a bunch of stuff today um other because I, I need to get into this interview because imani has some stuff some powerful stuff that's going on that i didn't even know about right so and i'm sure you didn't know if i didn't know you don't know Right. So or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. But I want to thank you guys for joining on air with Russell Hotels. Today is show number. I'm sorry. Today is show number um, 139. OK, almost to 140. Man, I mean, I, I can't even believe that we've done this many shows. So, um, man, and I, I mean, Monty remembers uh, probably, you know, the first 10 because he was on at least one of those shows. Right. So, um, but, but I appreciate everything. And, and, and he, you, what you guys don't know, and maybe he knows a little bit of it, but, um, I started the show because of, of Amani. I mean, that, that's it because he did a podcast. He was doing a podcast before and, um, he said he took, he's taking a hiatus now and I, and I, you'll find out why he's taking a hiatus, but, um, yeah, I mean, I asked him, I called him and said, hey, what do you think about, you know, me being doing the show? And he said, yeah, you, you should do it. At first, first, let me take, let me back up. I first asked him, say, hey, we should do a show together. And he's like, well, what are we going to talk about? You know, why? <laughs> I said, money, we, we just do it and just make it up as we go along. He said, no, you need to have this. You need to have that a format and this and that, whatever, whatever. Well, you know, and he was right. Right. So I took that. And said, I'm going to do my own show then. The heck with it. Obviously, he ain't interested in doing the show with me. So I said, I'm going to do my own show. And But the stuff that he was saying, like, do a format, know what you're going to be talking about. All that stuff was true because when I started my show, you know, almost three years ago, I needed to have a format as to what you're going to do. Because you don't want to forget things um, when you're going through, you know, whatever topics or subject or whatever. You don't want to forget anything. So but you know all the stuff he said it it resonated it resonated so i do appreciate Imani for for doing that like i said 3 years ago and some other stuff that he's been instrumental to social media all that kind of stuff but um he's he's done a lot so you know what let me just 
let me just introduce this dude and then we're going to bring him to the stage. Okay. But, um, Monty Roberts, he is a author, DJ, um, music producer, uh, uh, professor, professor at Cal State Fullerton. I mean, an actual professor, a college professor, university professor. Uh, and he's president of the current president of uh, Meeting Professionals International, the Southern California chapter. So that's right here in, in, in the L.A. area where we're both based for the most part. So I mean, like I said, he has his own podcast. Um, he does a lot of different things. He has a Twitch. Who knows what Twitch is? Okay. He has a... He hosts a the dating game on Twitch. I want to say the dating game, if I'm not mistaken. He was doing during the whole COVID thing. He was DJing, um, kind of a you know a quarantine DJ thing. I mean, he was just he he was doing this. He was everywhere. Okay, so without further ado, let me introduce Mr. Amani Roberts to the mic. Step to the mic, Amani. Start talking, please. All right. All right. We are here. We are here. What's going on? I'm happy to be here. This is my third appearance on your show, so I'm excited to see you here. Uh, Yeah, let's talk. What's going on? I see see you on my screen. You know, we got to make sure that people can see me and we just rolling right along. Okay, good, good, good. So we want to make sure. Can they see you? Okay, hold on one second. I'm I'm looking looking on LinkedIn. I just see you. I don't see you on LinkedIn. Can you see me now? Cause I just changed. Okay. Hold on one second. I changed my screen back to a split screen. All right. Let's make sure it looks good there on the LinkedIn. Just so they can see me when I'm talking and giving you your flowers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And all that. So, okay. So I'll leave it right here on the split screen so we can both, so we can all see each other. So, um, okay. So, but I want to thank you for, for coming on again. Third time. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so let's, let's just get into it. So let's just first talk the stuff that I know already. Right. So <laughs> DJ, cause DJ being a DJ basically catapulted you into doing these other things. At least that's how I see it. Um, and when, when back in the day, when I was a general manager at a hotel and I needed, um, a DJ for my pool party that I was doing or the day party that we we're doing, <laughs> right. the first person I called right was DJ Amro. Okay. And that's who we got, right? And that's who the Monty's DJ Amro. That's, that's the name he goes by, but talk about your transition to DJ to author, you know, just talk about your transition and I'll, I'll jump in where I can. Yeah. DJing, um, became, I left Marriott. I want to say it's almost been 10 years. Exactly. I think, I think it was January, 2012. Um, I'd worked for Marriott for almost 20 years, over 20 years went the DJ route full time. And just as I was trying to grow the business, I had to network, I had to do different things. That's why MPI came across my radar. I began volunteering at MPI, then got on the board. On the board of MPI, one year I was vice president of membership. We did a lot of work with the local colleges. I did some extra work at Cal State Fullerton. They called me over the summer, said we have an open adjunct professor position. Are you interested? I said, yes. Went there and taught two classes that first semester. It went well. They kept inviting me back. Now I've been there three and a half, almost four years. Um, and that's how that evolved. And then, you know, DJ business was continuing to grow. Then the pandemic hit. All the events went away. I had to do something to kind of occupy my mind. Still continue to DJ. That's how Twitch entered the picture as I was DJing. 
on Twitch. I was doing my podcast on Twitch. Then I got to be net- networking a little bit more on Twitch, starting to grow the channel. Um, we did, did some amazing things on the channel because, you know, you go, you start as like a beginner on Twitch, then you become an affiliate, um, which gives you certain capabilities on the platform. The goal, some people's goal is the top of the top on Twitch is partner status. So you kind of drive to be partner. And I was able to finally get it uh, in October. I think it was October 1st of this year. I've been trying since February. You apply for that status. You get declined. I got declined five times before I got it. So it was a long road. Along the way, it evolved from the dating show, which you mentioned. The dating mm-hmm. show premiered in like right around January, February of last year. It's almost been a year. And then it evolved into more game shows. The Newlywed Show. We did Survivor. Then I started adding some of the more popular shows that we grew up with, like Hollywood Squares, Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, The Match Game, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, The Mass Singer. We do all that content on Twitch just to grow the channel, but also... It's always been a model to try to take what we do on Twitch and do it in real life, whether it be in-person meetings, hybrid meetings. Just had a big win a couple weeks ago when I did a family feud for like a virtual holiday party for a company. So that went well. And it's just kind of opening up that did a major award show on Twitch, wow, which was great. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the journey. Still DJing now, just being a little bit more selective on the gigs I take just with current health circumstances. Um, author, you know, my book came out April, 2020. I just released the second edition of that book on audible. Now you can listen to it. I have Melissa majors who's interviewing me at the end of each chapter. Um, yeah. And that leads me to my quarantine project, which was going to grad school started in June of 2020. Berkeley college music. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up, back up, back up, back up. You said 2020. Yeah. That's when you started. June of 2020. Yes, I had originally applied and was planning on going despite before even the pandemic hit. Okay. Because at Fulton, you know, most colleges, all colleges, they really require a master's degree. Now, if you have relevant work experience, you can sometimes get a waiver and they'll let you teach for a few semesters. Mm -hmm. If I was to continue at Fulton, I would have to get my master's. So I made the decision that, okay, I'll get it, but I want to go to a school that applies to kind of my passion and where, where I really want to be in the future. That's the music business. Um, Berkeley College of Music is world renowned. Yes, it's it is. Really difficult, you know, school to get into and everything. Applied, got in, and then went after my master's in music business. And just as of Friday, the seventeenth, Saturday the eighteenth, so I'm talking two, three days ago, just finished my last class, my last assignment, turned it in. I am done. Really? Yes. Wow. I'm impressed for you. Exclusive. That's crazy. Congratulations. I didn't see, I didn't know that you started grad school and now you're already completed. Wow. So that's, wow, 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 wow. That is, that's huge, man. That's, that's, that's congratulations, man. That's a, what a perfect present that is, right? Christmas present. (laughs) Exactly. Getting your master's from Berkeley School of Music. Wow. Now, did you have to learn how to, I mean, I know you were already playing the, you were playing the piano, you were doing the guitar, you were probably learning how to read music. You know, I'm sure now you're probably proficient on reading music now. Well, it, 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 hold on for it. It's more like the music business. It's okay. more like the music business, whether it be like artist management, business policy, data analytics, music law, 
going to a class. Then you have to do a thesis, the whole thesis project. Okay. Then you do like uh, music business leadership. So it's all like business focus for what's going on in the music industry. Okay. So that definitely will help you out on your, your DJing, your DJing business and all the other things that you do. So, wow. Yeah, wow, wow. There's the, yeah. the business part of music, which a lot exactly. of us don't even know. We, a lot of us don't even understand that or have a clue to how even to get started in that thing. So you can be an agent now. So I can, you know, so when people ask me, Hey, you know, anyone that can be an agent, I can just, I can just uh, introduce them to you. I can introduce them to an agent. I myself can't be an agent. I just don't have those skill sets yet. Okay. One of my goals would be to like, to be like a music supervisor. That's one of the goals. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. You're talking about reinventing and swerving. You know what I mean? I always talk about, you know, people say, oh, why pivot and this and that. I say, well, no. Uh, pivot is when you're already in the mess, right? You're already in it. Right. Swerving yeah. is you see it ahead. You see what's going to happen ahead of you and you move to avoid it. Okay. So that's right. okay. that's yeah. the difference. Okay. That, at least that's, you know, I mean, use the words. I mean, my, that, that's how <laughs> I think at least. So, but no, this I is like great. It. This is great, man. I, I didn't know that. And I, I appreciate you holding it and giving me this exclusive that Imani just graduated from Berkeley School, Berkeley College of Music uh, with a master's degree. Wow. That's it. Man, that, that is incredible. You know, I always say I want to go back to school, but I, you know what? I, <laughs> it's hard. It was hard. It was a lot of time. This past weekend was the first weekend in 18 months. I didn't have homework to do. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of writing. It was a lot, a lot of writing. So that was wow. probably the main thing. Just every week, at least two separate 1,000 to 1,500-word essays every week. It was intense. It was a wow. lot. Wow. And all that with, I mean, teaching several classes, and you had to grade them, and you had to do, you know, wow, 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 wow. That is, that is incredible. So let us know a little bit of what you, what you teach at Cal State Fullerton. Um, and, yeah, let's, let's start there. Yeah, I teach three classes. I teach two sections of entertainment money management, which is how venues like hotels, casinos, amusement parks earn money. Also how the music industry, how it works in terms of earning money and revenue, all the careers involved, uh, streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Amazon Prime, how they earn money, and in the movie industry. So I teach that. And then I also teach a class in project management. And so those are the three classes I taught this semester. Wow. Yeah, also co-director for the Center for Entertainment and Hospitality Management, where we are kind of like the focus for the major in there. We do different events, resource for the students, do that. Then I'm the faculty advisor for the Music Industry Club. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You got a lot going on. And as if you don't have enough to do, okay. um, Okay, the, the book. Okay, so... You you wrote the book that so the original um, edition came out back in um, okay yeah please show me there you go DJ's yeah, main original. business so that came out in yeah. twenty right twenty twenty April April fourteenth twenty twenty okay and then you did a a second edition or right and that came out when second edition Audible it came out I want to say October eleventh twenty twenty one. Okay. And I, of course, narrate it and have Melissa Majors after each chapter. Wow. Now, give us the give us the cliff notes on the on the book. 
It takes you through the time slots of a DJ set. We'll start at 10 p.m. Um, if I'm in a club, just kind of warming up the crowd, getting things going. Same thing in business. If you're starting your business, you just want to find out who your ideal client is and grow from there. I will fast forward through another couple of chapters to like 11 p.m. Troubleshooting something will always go wrong, whether it be a speaker going out, needles, computer, just there's always issues. Mm-hmm. Well, in business, there's always issues too. How do you swerve? if you see the issues ahead of you and mm-hmm. avoid them. Same thing in the DJ world. How do you adjust on the fly? Then we get to midnight, prime time. How do you keep the dance floor packed, hit after hit, keep it going? In business, how do you just continue to grow sales year over year, month over month? We get to about 1.30 a.m. I love slow jams. Businesses use nostalgia to spark up times when, you know, their consumers maybe were younger, like Old Spice is a good job of it, Adidas, Nintendo, we talk about how I do that in DJ world, how companies do that. So the gig is over at like 2 a.m. I have a chapter on feedback. I used to drive for Uber, so I would finish my gig, get in the car, turn on the meter. Many times I take people home from the same clubs I DJed at, getting feedback. Companies always use feedback also. And so that pretty much takes you through the book. I skipped a few chapters, of course, but mm. that's kind of the synopsis of the book, just how closely related DJing is to growing a business. Wow. Okay. Okay. Very good. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Now, okay, so for people that don't know, Amani, and he touched on it a little when we first started. Now, mind you, so the people that are listening, I jump all over the place. It's not like, you know, I got one set format here. Um, But Amani used to be a director of sales and marketing for a hotel as well as a general manager. So he mentioned that he worked for Marriott almost 20 years, but he what he didn't tell you is that what he used to do. Okay, so, you know, similar to, you know, my uh, career, he was, like I said, director of sales and marketing and general manager, but he was probably a general manager a lot longer than I was, okay, because I can only handle it for about a, you know, a couple of years, and that, and that was enough for me. But uh, I said, let me get back into sales. I mean, what is this? <laughs> what is this staying here? <laughs> all day crap. And, and then when you leave, you know, you're still attached to the phone, you know what I mean? So, but, um, how was your, I mean, just, just real quick, your, your last hotel that you worked in, um, as a general manager. I was general manager. I opened the hotel town place suites by Marriott and Las Colinas for Dallas, Texas. Um, so that was a great experience. We were one of the biggest town place suites in the country and did all the opening work. So that was, that was a great experience. It was at that job where I learned and acquired my love for sales because you have to do a lot of the sales work as a general manager with the local businesses, getting the extended stay guests. And I really loved that. So I really enjoyed sales, extended stay sales. So then I used that hotel when I was general manager to then, just as you did, go back into sales. I went to a sales position in Miami. And from there, just grew my sales career, whether it was in Miami, the D.C. area a couple of times, out here to L.A. for a few hotels, and then finally like a regional director of sales and marketing for Marriott before I decided to retire and pursue the DJ life full time. Okay. When you, okay. That's just, that's a perfect segue. So DJ life. Okay. What, and I, and I know this because you had mentioned it to me before. Um, what was the turning point in you being a DJ? I mean, what, where were you, what was going on that made you say, Hey, this is what I want to do. I mean, I may not, I may not do it now full time, but I want to transition eventually into doing this. I remember when I saw Bismarcky, may he rest in peace, mm-hmm. at a club in DC when I was at Howard University, and I knew then I was like, I love what he did there. Just took us on a journey. I love to do that, but I didn't really see it as a legitimate career. 
I just thought of something you maybe did on the weekends or it just wasn't an opportunity to make a significant amount of money. When I moved out to LA, I went to Scratch Academy. I was able to see like all the, the different revenue streams that were available, how it was possible if you put the work in. And then I decided, you know, Mary, I, you, you know how it is when you lose people that you love, they're very close to, you get a reminder very quickly that tomorrow's not guaranteed. And I was like, I don't want to regret later in life not taking a chance when I can to go and try to grow this career. So it was a combination of all those factors that really pushed me to say, let's go for it. Let's try it. Of course, we'll start first on the side, but then sometimes you have to kind of accelerate the plan. So just go full time from there. And um, yeah, that was kind of the inspiration that drove me to do it and just making it happen. Very good. And it, it, I'm not sure if you saw the promotion piece I did um, for the show with you on it. Did you hear the music? Yeah, did you yeah. happen to hear the music? I heard As, yeah, that, I heard just, that was the reason why I did that because I knew uh, I knew the story. So I, I appreciate you sharing that detail. with me again. Yes, I love the detail. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So we're on today with Amani Roberts, DJ Extraordinaire, uh, author, um, gosh, uh, professor at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, let's jump into this MPI. What is this MPI thing about? I mean, these hotel people always use these darn acronyms for everything. Okay. I, I mean, I know yeah. what MPI yeah. stands for meeting professionals international. Um, but okay. You, you got involved in it cause you, it's, it's a good way to network and to, 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 um, well, to meet people, network, meet people, get business or however, whatever. But what po- catapulted you into wanting to be the president? Because you started off in membership for years. Okay, why would you want to do that? Um, it's, it's two things. Why you want to do that? And how did COVID affect things that were going on within your organization? Yeah. So why did I want to do that? Just It's a natural uh, progression in the leadership. I did a lot of um, VPs of membership. I did VP of education. And I did VP of communications along with some director positions. So it was a natural progression. I could see the, how the organization was helping me grow professionally and personally. I wanted to continue to give back. And, you know, we're leaders. So we want to kind of continue to strive. President was mentioned to me several times. You know, I applied, I think, two or three different years before I was actually given the opportunity to accept uh, president-elect. So it's not like it was handed to me. I had to apply a couple of times and get declined before I was able to get it which probably made me a little bit even hungrier. Um, and so that's, that's just why it continues to give back and help. And I'm just a fan. COVID really um, set the whole industry back, but it was also tough for MPI because we, we thrive on in-person events. That's how we get revenue. That's how we grow our membership, particularly. So we had to shift to a virtual model. Um, but we did a great job with all the virtual offerings. I always have to give credit to Kristen Plumley, who was our, present during pretty much the entire COVID time from like July, 2020 to June, 2021. So she, she just was an incredible leader, helped us through the tough times. We really focused on all these virtual events, book club, a series of different educational things. And we just kept the momentum. It was extremely tough um, because, because you know, you get one month in COVID, two months, three months, and people get tired of Zoom, but that's the only really way to meet. There's, there's kind of ebbs and flows with the pandemic, you know, there's, you know, different variants that come out. We think we can have in-person meeting, then we can't. Um, so that's kind of how it impacted our chapter. 
We definitely took a loss in membership, but we're maintaining pretty strongly now. We've got some exciting uh, in-person events planned for the 2022. We had two in-person events. My installation in July went well. We had a family reunion in August. We did a couple of virtual events. We did an in-person fundraiser in November. So slowly but surely, we're getting back out there, trying to continue to provide value for our members. And it's just we have to be able to be flexible. I think one thing we've learned throughout this entire thing is we have to be extremely flexible and we have to be able to turn or swerve on a dime if things change. We absolutely have to adjust because we still need to provide value for our members. We just don't know how it will look uh, today compared to in a month from now. That's true. That's true. And I, I've I've heard nothing but great things about, you know, especially this year, the the family reunion and things like that that you guys did. I wasn't able to attend. I was I think I was traveling during that time or something like that. But, uh, you know, I always have my my uh, finger on the pulse somewhere. Someone someone that I know is always there and I always ask them and they they right. thought that was great, that the, the whole family reunion thing that you guys did. So. Uh, keep up what you're doing, man, because, you know, uh, people are noticing, you know, they're seeing it. And w- another thing I wanted to and then just c- kind of kudos to the organization MPI. And that was the whole diversity piece that you guys did uh, last year. And I thought that was um, it was first of all, it was it was it was on time. It was it, it was very on time. And I think you guys did a great job. I just want to make sure hopefully that can t- continues, you know, to, to move right. forward. Right. Yeah, well, what you're expressing is actually one of our focuses. Like, it's okay for people to put up black circles on their social media back in last June and say, you know, we stand with all the diversity creators and all that. But more of it's like, okay, you said that in June. It's now December. What are you doing in December to continue that effort? Okay, that was December 2020. Now it's December 2021. What have you done this past year? Was it just lip service? Have you actually implemented some changes, some some new uh, theories or just new ways of doing business of hiring people. Like it's a continuous effort. It doesn't just start with one meeting, one program. Like it has to be within the fiber of your organization, your company. Our goal with MPI Southern California is to make it within a very focus of our association throughout the entire time, our chapter. We created a DEI um, director position. This is the first year we've had that position. We continue to focus on making sure that all of our speakers are represent some part of diversity and that's just going to be a continued focus and we hope that we will be able to prove to our members both locally and then globally for MPI just what it means what it looks like to have a true commitment to diversity and that's that's our plan now and moving forward good I'm, I'm glad to hear that now when is your presidency in in June 30th 2021 now, will you, can you run for another year or another office, another term? We have a, a president-elect, Amy Zielinski. She's going to come after me. She's preparing right now with her slate or whatever. Oh, okay. So you really get, to, it's a three-year term. You're president-elect, which mm-hmm. was for me, uh, July 30, July 1st, 2020 to June 30th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Then you're president. Then you have a media past president. So it's a three-year term. So I'm about halfway through the entire kind of three oh, Okay. Years. Okay. And so, and then you kind of continue, then you move off the board and more of an advisor role because you want to continue to develop the leaders within the association and chapter so that they can grow, bring their new ideas and kind of implement, change and maintain what we've done so far. Very good. I, I like that. I'm glad that you're still going to be 
involved uh, at, at some <laughs> capacity. That that's good. That's good because yeah. it's one thing to 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 get the momentum going on certain things, certain topics, certain you know things that you've implemented, and then you know a year later you're gone and like okay now now what yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, and unfortunately that's what a lot of people look for. They want to see okay is this going to continue on now that someone else has stepped in there. Um, or right. is it just like you said uh, a little while ago? Was that just lip service? You know, what I mean, or does it right. is it within the fiber of the organization? So, uh, but I think it will at least Southern California chapter. I, I do, uh, I do think so. And 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 shame on me for not being as involved as or being involved at all as I as I should be. Right. So I mean, <laughs> it's easy for me to throw, to just make my comments and like, well, you know. But um, you know, every year I always say as a New Year's resolution, I'm gonna join MPI. I'm gonna let's get you on a committee and let's just see how it can benefit you you never know but i think it could be very advantageous to you so just kind of join and let's see what can happen yeah, you're you're right. You're right, and you you give me that same spiel every for the last several years. You have given that same spiel, so it's on me. Okay, it's on me, people. So Amani is throwing throwing it out there. So I have no choice but to join. So I will, and it's not about just joining. It's it's, it's being involved too. So I um, mean, it's one thing to be a car carrying member and not doing anything, but um, you got to definitely have to jump in and. And, and make some stuff happen or, or, or whatever. So at least, or at least represent, you know what I mean? At least represent if, if yep. anything else you need to go and represent. Um, so, okay. Need, All right. We need more men. Yes. Members, and yes. we need more men of color as members too. So okay. you could check two boxes for us. Oh, okay. Well, Hey, let me work on it, Monty. Let me work on it. Okay. All <laughs> right. All right. So moving on to your podcast. Okay, so you, it's a, it, the Imani Experience, right? Correct, the Imani Experience podcast. Okay, how many episodes you done? You started back in when? And I'm trying to think when I started. We're 170 episodes in. Wow. Take a break for a good year, a good year because of grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember when I started. It was probably about five years ago, I think. It was a while ago, uh, probably about three, four and a half, five years ago interview people who used to work the corporate life and have left to do something more creative. Um, I love doing those interviews. I'm going to kind of bring it back and add to it now that I have more time, just sort of trying to figure out who I'm going to interview and kind of set that up and go from there. Uh, but yeah, that's the podcast. I'm a big fan of podcasts. I think it's a very effective marketing tool and a way to network. So no, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Like I said earlier, I mean, you're the reason why, on air with Russell of hotels was birth because of, you know, the conversations you and I had or me listening to your show and, and just the, just the great content and just a way to, to market. Cause I always tell, you know, when, when you learn something, you need to teach someone else that, that's coming along after you. So I've, I've uh, mentored a couple of people and starting the podcast. In fact, I just got a call right before this show. Uh, a guy I know, he said he just bought, cause I have this roadcaster, pro you know um and he bought one okay because i said that's what i had right so he bought one and now he wants me to come help him set it up so i'm like well now that i get i guess i don't have a choice that i twisted your arm to get it now all of a sudden uh now i'm I'm, you know now i'm gonna be the producer so 
but but I mean that's that's reach one, teach one. So that's 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 how it works, right? So, uh, but like I said, it started with you and 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 what you were doing, all the good stuff you were doing, and then the whole social media thing that you did you years ago, probably ten years ago. You told me when I was a director of sales and marketing, probably at the Sportsman Lodge Hotel, and then I went to the Hill. I mean, to the Sheraton after that, and you said. You need to get involved in social media. You need to make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. And I'm like, you know, why would I do that? And you know, I was kind of one of those people that didn't want to do it. And you came right. in and and showed me the ropes for the most part, and how to grow. You know, how to grow followers. How to, you know, post things and how consistent you have to be on posting and things like that. And so, so yeah. So all the stuff that I do is because of you. I mean, and I, like I said, I, I, I appreciate it. And I, I don't think I tell you that enough, but uh, Russell Hotels would not exist without, it wouldn't be reaching the people that it reaches without you right. teaching me the ropes on social media. Well, as I always, first of all, you're welcome. Thank you for sharing that. But as I always tell you, I can tell 98, 99, I can tell a hundred people, give them advice in terms of what to do in terms of social media or things like that. 98 of them won't do a thing. At least you're one of the two that will apply what I share and try it out. Just try it out. See if it works. Because we always hear about what we should do, but many people don't take the steps to do it. So props to you for doing that. No, I know. I know. It was, it's, it's been advantageous <laughs> to everything that I've done when, once I apply myself to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now, now that I'm in it, I'm, I'm, I'm in it to win it. So I can't stop now. You so you have to continue oh. on. And, and I'm trying to, you know, educate hoteliers on the same thing um you know some of them allow me to to you know kind of uh consult for them and, and 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 educate them and you know some of them just some of them like you know i i don't understand it i don't want to do it you know yeah. if someone they want you to help them okay that's fine i can i can assist you in doing that but someone just like they don't understand it at all and they don't want any parts of it i mean i work for gms that didn't understand it and like well you know, if you're spending this time with it, I, where's the business? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, that's yeah. not how it works, man. Come on. You know, and, and when you try to explain it to it, and I hate to say this, we, sometimes you take, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I mean, no, <laughs> and, and that's how it is. So, but, uh, but I, it didn't stop me. I just continued on and do what I do. And, and, I, and I guarantee you, that's one reason why I, um, stopped. Uh, working on property and say, you know what, I can probably help more hotels if I'm independent. And that's what I, that's what I've been doing. I've been helping more hotels because as a director, sales and marketing, as a general manager, you only focus on that one property, right? And that's it. But a lot of people need assistance. A lot of people need help. So, I mean, that's, that's basically how that came about. Okay. So, but thank you again for that. Uh, okay. Let's jump into this Twitch thing. Okay. Because yeah. I know you mentioned a little bit of it earlier on, you know, all the shows you've done, but I don't, I'm not real familiar with it. I think I, just because of you, I think I did get an account just to kind of look at it, but is it similar to Twitter or Instagram or what's the difference between hmm. those? It's not similar to Twitter and Instagram. Let's take the show you have now. So we're we're live on the air with on air with Russell Hotel. Yes. This is exactly what Twitch is. It's a live streaming platform that allows you to reach people all over the world, mm-hmm. which you're doing. And it's just a built in platform with primarily made for gamers back in the day, but since, you know, the last three or four years, 
It's kind of exploded to add more music categories, more just chatting categories. You have um, a stream and say you're going live, you could have 5, 10, 15, 20 people watching you. They're commenting in the chat. Um, when you get to a certain level, they can give what's called bits, which is like virtual tipping. People can subscribe to your channel, which means they're supporting your channel. Um, they spend 5 10 or $25 to support your channel a month. You get half of that revenue from Twitch. The other half goes to Twitch or Amazon. Twitch is from Am Amazon is a, a parent company of Twitch right now. Okay. Um, and it's, it's like live streaming interactive platforms. So, for example, I'll DJ on Sunday nights. So I'm just DJing, playing music. People would be in the chat virtually, uh, typing messages, doing things. They have special emojis like you know we have smiley faces on the phone well you can have specialized personalized emotes for your channel me i'm a big mariah fan so i have like a mariah carey emote i have a professor emote all sorts of things that help you personalize your channel i view it as a really really good um like a good marketing it's a way for you to build community around your brand interact with people so that they can see you get to know you and just use your live streams to show what you can do meet people um, I do interview shows. Like I said, I do the game shows and I DJ so people can see all of my different talents live. They support you. They know when my schedule is. I usually stream Sunday nights, Monday and Wednesday. That's my streaming schedule. And that's Twitch. It's like interactive live TV is the best way to put it. You mm. can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your computer, your TV, everywhere. And it continues to grow. And um, I'm a fan. So based off what I shared, what questions come to mind about that? Well, well, I'm always trying to compare, you know, one platform to another platform. So, so like, because and I'll be honest, I mean, I'm getting disenchanted with a couple of these platforms. One is, is Instagram and I'm, and I'll let you know why uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. Okay. Because the people, the, 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 the range of people that you're reaching, I mean, they, they put, they change the algorithms all the time where you're unable to reach people. Cause you say two months ago, I was reaching a lot wider audience on the lives. Okay. So I was getting anywhere from, you know, say 500 to a thousand uh, people that would view it um, in a couple of days, like in a couple of days, like, you know, it, it can be as many as 5,000 people. Then all of a sudden they must've changed the algorithms or whatever. Now I'm getting, you know, some of these lives, I get less than a hundred. How can yeah. you go from yeah. less than a hundred to, I mean, less to more than 5,000 to less than a hundred. Right. So there's something going on with that. So it's leading me to go and try different things. So, Right. I guess if I was to go to Twitch just to kind of to um to just experiment because I do a lot of experimentation, right? Little market research on my own just to see what yeah. the best platform would be. Are the same people? Are these different people then? Different? So the the people that would be on LinkedIn or Instagram Live wouldn't be the same audience as on Twitch. No, no, very different people because they just like the platform. Um, I think, you know, a good way to compare Twitch is like a little slice of like Instagram live, a little bit, mm -hmm. um, you know, a little bit more of like YouTube because the joy in Twitch is primarily live. You can have videos on demand. People can come watch your video, but primarily your audience is going to come from the live broadcast. That's okay. the focus. Like we, we tell people you should stream live on Twitch and put up your clips or your show on YouTube the next day. Because mm. people come to YouTube later to watch it, but they'll come to Twitch live for the interaction. 
it's all about the interaction. And that's what really dominates and makes Twitch unique. It's a little bit more difficult to interact really live on like Instagram live. It's, it's, it goes too fast and it's really tough and there's less personalization. But, you know, YouTube does have live streaming. They're doing okay. It's just not as far along as Twitch. So that's what I kind of say. As we've talked about before, any of these platforms, Twitch included, like you really have to make sure that you keep your audience and really it goes back to at least getting their email address or getting them to support you on like a Patreon or something like that where no matter what platform you're using, they're going to support you. So if the algorithm for Instagram continues to limit how many people can see you, at least they can get your email notifications, know when you're going. Because we're always beholden to the algorithm and we have to do what we can to circumvent that swerve. Swerve away from the algorithm changes when we see them coming because we don't own the content. We're just kind of renting space on an Instagram or a Facebook or a LinkedIn. The least we can own is like someone's email address so you can stay in touch with them. Twitch offers you a way to stay in touch with them via live streaming, but it's it's not the end-all be-all. I like it just for how it got me through the pandemic allow me to meet people who are very important in my life and just allow me to continue to grow my brand internationally. I can now go to Japan, the UK, Argentina, um, all over the US, Canada to work with and DJ with other people that I've met through Twitch. And that would be not be possible just me working in the Southern California area. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, well, maybe I need to look into a little more other than just having an account, right? So maybe yeah, just kind of it's a, it's a, it's rather overwhelming when you first get on. There's a lot going on. You go to a busy channel, but the chat moves very fast. But so there's maybe, different channels. So there's different channels within there. Like I have a channel. T Pain, the artist, has a channel. Rolling Stone has a channel. All these different musicians have channel. These gamers have channel. Every person like has their own channel. Oh. You can get lost for days looking at that. And so it's just like, you know, if you know I'm going to broadcast, you can tune into my channel. Once I finish, I'll take my party to another person's party. And it called, it's called raiding on Twitch. But we're taking, it's like we're taking my house party to someone else's house. Go there. Mm-hmm. That's a form of networking. Um, you can browse, see who's live. It's, it's a lot going on there. Is yeah. it kind of like, it sounds a little bit like a clubhouse. You're familiar with clubhouse, right? Yeah, it's little bit, but it's more visual, video. Yeah, so yeah. It, there's some similarities. But you can go yeah. into from one, like if your room is done, you can go into someone else's. They can invite you up and you can yeah. whatever talk. I yeah. mean, although it's, it's just it's audio and not, not uh, visual at all. But uh, it seems right. like it's a little, I mean, just just based on what you just said, it seemed like it's a little yeah. there's of some that. similarities for Clubhouse, but this is more like a video across all platforms, gaming systems. Um, I'm a fan. And, uh, you know, I put the work in. I was able to get to Twitch Partner, which is a really exclusive and a really challenging accomplishment. And, you know, that work really has allowed me to refine some skills I didn't have before. Hmm. Now, is the getting those certain levels, is it based on um, how many people are following you, based on followers or interactions? How is it? What is it based on? It's based on number of hours streamed, and really the main focus is your average viewers per hour. To get to partner status, they want you to have an average of 75 viewers per hour, which means you have to have at a minimum like 75 people in your room on a consistent basis. Really, you need to have about 100, 110 to, stay, to get above that 75 average, and you have to do that over 30 days. 
So for me, I finally got to that plateau, that achievement in like February. So you get there in February, then you apply. There's no guarantees once you hit all the achievements that you get it. I applied in February. I was quickly declined, say, we want to see how well you progress, so keep working. I applied five different times in February, March, April. In the end of April, I applied the fifth time and got declined again, so I had to take a little break. Not really a break, but I had to redo my content. I had to check my ego, too, because it was really affecting me emotionally. Mm. You know, I was, um, my significant other was getting salty with me. My moderators who helped me on the channel, make sure the channel stays safe. But like you're getting away with what you're loving. So I had to redo some things, bring in some game shows that I love to do that was new, trim down my schedule because I was streaming too much. So then it's slowly from May all the way to September, I had to rebuild everything. Like I wasn't starting from scratch, but I had to kind of rebuild and add some things in, put the work in, stick with it because there are times when you're like, this is not worth it. And then I had the idea, my girlfriend sent me the idea about doing an award show. And so we did this award show. First, we had nominations. We had a nomination show. During the nomination show, I had the most people in my channel. I think it was 380 people in my channel at one time wow. ever, which was really big for me. You know, that was big. Mm -hmm. And so then at that time, I was able to get my average back over 75. I think it was 85 or 90. But so let me reapply again. So I said, I reapplied again. Um, and then October 4th was going to be the award show. Melissa Majors was a co-host. And so we were building momentum for the award show. I said, well, if we can at least get as many people in the stream as we're before, 380, let's try for 500. We do the award show. We have 838 people in there, which is a lot of people wow. for like our segment. It was, it was amazing. And it was quick. People came in there quick. We did this amazing award show. I have to send you a link to it. I'll send you a link to it. Please. And we had like voiceover work. We had like split screens. We had live interviews with people who won the awards, people who were in Italy, UK, Atlanta, Chicago, New York. When they won their award, they come on the stream through like StreamYard. We had them interviewed them live. It was, it was amazing. I used this award show as a case study for my project management class. So we actually built it into my class so the students could watch it also. Um, two days, three days before the award show, I actually got a notification back from Twitch. Congratulations, you're now partner, which was huge. So I got it even before this award show. Um, <laughs> And so that's kind of my Twitch journey so far. I love it, though. It's changed my life. Wow. Wow. No, I, I see you post things, and I know about <laughs> the shows and the dating game, and you've been meeting people uh, mm -hmm. that have been on the show and all that stuff because, I, I, you know, I follow you, so I, I see all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah. dang, Monty is doing it. He's, you know, he doesn't mess around. I mean, when he gets into something, when you get in the zone, you're in the zone. Yeah. So I, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. So, okay. So I'll, I'll look into it just to see, because like I said, I, I'm in the market research, so we'll see what works. I'll try a little bit and see how it works. Yeah. And if I see a little, if it's catching on, then okay, then I'll throw everything in. That's just how I am. I'll throw everything yeah. into it if it's catching on, but then. It takes some time, though. Okay. It takes some time. Like, you know, for the first month, two, three mm -hmm. months, I had maybe one, two, or three people in my channel when I was streaming. Okay. And then slowly but surely, the three becomes six, becomes 12, becomes 24, and then you're off and running. So it just takes time. It's a grind. But if you stick with it, mm -hmm. good things will happen. Well, yeah, and you're being creative, and you're doing a lot of different things. You're not doing just sticking to just one thing. You're doing multiple things. So that's, 
Yeah, that can help too. Hey, now did did you do the? Um, I asked you to do the. Um, what is it? The SSI, the LinkedIn SSI. I did. Okay, yeah. where's your number? Social selling index. Social Which selling number? index. I'm sorry. Which number? Well, there should My be there should be one index? out of a hundred. It'd be a number that's out of a hundred, like fifty-four. Fifty-four out of a hundred. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Well, it means you need to do some work. <laughs> anyway, okay, but... <laughs> well, tell me, what, what kind of work do I need to do? So I'm open. I'm open to it. I'm always looking to improve. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Let me, because I, I didn't think you did it, Amani. I really didn't think so. So uh, hold on one second. Okay. So for people that are just tuning in, I asked, well, first of all, I'm, a, I'm interviewing Amani Roberts, DJ, author, professor, uh, uh, entrepreneur, uh, you name it, president of MPI, Southern California chapter. I mean, the dude does everything. And now he has his just graduated with his master's degree uh, from Berkeley College of Music. So, um, but anyway, I asked him about, I asked him before the show, I said, can you do your, uh, find out what your LinkedIn SSI number is? And that's the SSI stands for Social Selling Index. It measures the impact of your social s- social selling efforts with LinkedIn and how effective you are at establishing your professional brand. Okay. So mm-hmm. it scores you um, out of a hundred. So a hundred is the most you can get. I don't know anyone that's got that. My number tends to go between, and it's funny. And it, and this goes back to this whole, what, I don't know, algorithm, algorithm. or whatever, yeah. but okay. I've been hovering around 69, 70. The highest I've ever got was 72. Okay. This morning, right before I send that link to you, I did it and I got 67. So I'm like, where is this number coming from? So, okay, so based on that, it, it, it's, it breaks it down into four different categories. Establishing your professional brand, that's one. Uh, finding the right people. So say you're linked in with a whole bunch of people, but are they the right people? Are they the same people that, um, that are in your tribe, so to speak? Meaning if you're, you know... In entrepreneurs, okay, so if, 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 if you're an entrepreneur, right, let's say, because I'm sure they look at your title and, and what's in your profile, right? So say you're an entrepreneur, right, and, but you're linking with people that are working, you know, that aren't entrepreneurs, yeah. I think it goes against you, right? Which I think uh-huh. for me, I think it's, that sucks because as a, let's just say as a meeting professional, right, that, that I am, I do hotel site selection for companies and organizations, I can't stay within my tribe because the people in my tribe don't plan meetings. They're the ones that are hosting right. the meetings, right? We have the meetings yeah. at the hotels, right? So, mm-hmm. so I have to venture out. I have to connect with people that are outside of my tribe, so to speak, because those are the ones that would be clients of mine. So I don't think LinkedIn takes into account that part of it, uh, the finding the right people and then engaging with insights is another one. So, are you like, so if, if you see a picture, say you see somebody that posted something and, um, you know, whatever the caption is, they're looking for you to, to, to make comments about that. So that's what the engaging insight. So how, how many times are you doing that? You know, are you going back and forth on a conversation with someone, you know, or are you just like, are you just liking it and just keep it moving? You know what I mean? Cause those, yeah. those matter as well. And then building relationships. So I would assume the relationship part is 
if the people actually did um, link in with you. So if you're linked in like, okay, for me, I got 25 out of 25. Okay. So establishing your professional brand uh, is the, the most you can get is 25 points. And I, I guess it's, yeah, you can get 25 out of each one of these four categories. So I got 21 out of 25 on establishing your, per, your professional brand, finding the right people. I only got 13 out of 25. Okay. So I got 25,000 people that I, that I'm linked in with. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it's telling me, I haven't found the right people (laughs) is what it's telling me. And then engaging with insights, I got 15 out of 25, which, which means I I'm not being very insightful. I'm not engaging is what is what it's telling me. And then the building relationships, I got 25 out of 25. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a, a, I guess a synopsis of how it works or what that number kind of means. Uh, So if you got, you said 54, yeah, you get? yeah right. so it just means, I mean, it, it's not the end all be all, but it's just, it, to me, it was just a measuring stick for me to see, okay, where I am, am I posting enough? Am I engaging enough? And I said, let me see if I can change that number. So I started engaging and that's when I got up to 72. Okay. So I, I didn't get, I didn't get past that. So I said, okay, then I, it kind of tapered down a little bit. But then I said, well, let me just be consistent and post, just be consistent. I mean, if, if it's like once a day, let me post something once a day. So I did that for like right. a month and it still didn't go up. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, what the okay. heck's going on? And then I guess me having a live show on the same platform doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So wow. there's some yeah. things that, like I said, I, I kind of get, you know, I mean, not, yeah, I mean, you get, you know, it makes you think like, well, what, what the heck are they looking for? I mean, I should be mm-hmm. doing a lot better than I are based on the score. But I mean, like I said, it's not the end all be all for me, but, but maybe I'm just not engaging the right way. Um, I think, like I said, because I'm outside of my tribe, so to speak, it, it, it goes against you instead of helping you out. So I just think some of the algorithms on LinkedIn need to be changed. And I, that's just what I think. Okay, you're probably not alone. Yeah, Don't yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll but, work on my score. I'll work on my score. See what I can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, you <laughs> should. You should definitely work on it and see if you can get it up to. Let's get in the sixty range by the next time I talk to you. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, Come on. but um, but hey, we only got five minutes left, so uh, I just want to thank you again for everything you've done for me. I, I do appreciate it. Like I said, I don't take that stuff lightly. And I, I, I brag about you all the time. I, I tell people, you know, how I got in this social media space and, and why I do what I do. The, the podcasting thing, I mean, it's, it's because of you. So I do appreciate it. Um, and, you know, thanks again for show number three. I appreciate you coming on for show number three go. and maybe we'll do another, we'll do some more. So it's not the last time we're going to yeah. do this. Um, but uh, I'll, yeah. tr- I'm going to try the Twitch thing too. So I'm going I'm to try it because okay. you said so. <laughs> Just try it out. Give it some time. I'm here to help, but keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad, always glad to come on the show. Always like in between semesters. And yes. um, yeah, just happy to be a resource and be inspiration. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. You have any parting words for us? You know, my focus right now is to make sure we rest, take care of yourself. Um, and as I always say before, if there's something that you want to try to do, try to figure out a way to make it happen and do it so you don't have any regrets later on. I like that. 
I like that. And we'll end the show right there. And, um, and we want to thank Amani Roberts again uh, for coming on. His company is called the Amani Experience, and that's uh, AmaniExperience.com, correct? Correct. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, and Amani at com is his email address as well. Um, but feel free to reach out to him. If you have any questions, uh, DJing, social media, whatever, um, whatever, the Berkeley college of music. I mean, the dude is yeah. just well-rounded. Oh, yeah. and what do you think? Okay. Let me, let me end this on this. Okay. You went to Howard university, HBCU. Okay. Historical black college or university. That's what HBCU stands for. Okay. Now, what Correct. do you think about, and this has nothing to do with anything for the most part. We think about Deion Sanders uh, <laughs> coaching the, uh, the, you know, Jackson State and, and getting all this hoopla around the HBCUs. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, from what I understand, he's doing pretty well at Jackson State, correct? Yes. He went yeah. um, 10, and, 10 and 2. Okay. I think that that's a tough one um, because the big colleges, whether you have the Big Ten, the not really ACC anymore, the SEC, like they get the cream of the crop when it comes to all the recruits, the Pac-10, Pac-12 now, like HBCUs don't get a lot of the top recruits. Maybe he can change that with his experience there. Now, that it'll, it'll take a while, so I think he's doing some good things. Maybe he'll get some more prime recruits. Maybe more prime recruits will look at HBCUs to go to school, specifically for athletics. Um so I just I just want him to keep doing what he's doing and continue to have an impact and do well. It only bodes well for other HBCUs, including Jackson State. Correct, 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 correct. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Very good, very good. All right. Well, I know you had you need to be off of there off of here at two o'clock. So you got two minutes. So I want to thank you again for for coming on. Um, if you need anything from me, I mean, feel free to reach out to me as well. Um, happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas and all that stuff. If you're traveling back to the East coast, you know, travel safe and, um, we'll be in touch. Absolutely. you be safe too. Happy holidays. And thanks for having me on. All right. Anytime, anytime it, it will happen again. So you take care and we're, I'm going to take you out with some, some of my traveling music. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining on air with russell hotels this was show number 139 uh join us thank next week joining and we'll do the same thing russell again hotels. so you guys take care please tune Peace. in every tuesday at 1 p.m as we talk to other hospitality professionals your feedback is important to russell Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.